Welcome to Whipple's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Whipple. Welcome. I'm Gary Wolfel, and I am happy to be joined today in our latest Packers podcast by Rob Reichel, the outstanding Packers beat reporter for Forbes.com and Connolly Media, and the walking legend, <laughs> former Green Bay Packers safety, future Hall of Famer, Leroy Butler. Welcome, gentlemen. How's it going, guys? Glad to have you here, Leroy. So, Leroy, uh, are these nervous times for you, knowing that uh, you're on the cusp, uh, you know? Is it kind of like getting ready for the playoffs? <laughs> uh, well, well, Gary, i tell you what. I'll be very honest. And I, sometimes I feel a little weird talking about it, but the first year when I was a finalist, if Rob knows this, I was excited. I really was. I knew I wasn't going to make it, but that was my first time being a finalist, and it was amazing. It was down in Miami. You get a chance to meet all the Hall of Famers and, you know, just kind of get used to what it's like. And I remember seeing uh, Roger Staubach, who was one of my heroes growing up because I was a huge Cowboy fan. And I just remember taking a picture with him and then talking to some of the guys. And I remember um, a lot of the guys with the Gold Jacks come up to you and they say, oh, yeah, you deserve to be here. You should have been here a long time ago. That goes a long way. It really does. And just certain people in particular, like Chris Carter, you know, just and even John Lynch, me and him had a conversation. Uh, he went in last year, but that year he was still a finalist. It was just trying to get used to all the stuff. Last year, obviously, with COVID, you know, I knew it was a far pitch. But this year is a little bit different because last year I, was a, um, I made it to the final 10 make the five then some more excited this year i think it'll probably happen than the other two years hey gary i'm gonna just give our listeners a, a little bit of background how this process works oh that'd be great yep and then we'll jump into a little more q a here with Leroy. so every year they narrow it to 15 finalists and and those are the guys that they will go ahead and discuss the saturday before super bowl sunday and, and eventually get us our, our five Hall of Famers. Um, yep. Yep. A maximum, guys, of, of and Leroy obviously knows this, of five modern-era players uh, are going to get inducted when this is all said and done to the Hall of Fame. With the, there's 49 voters, guys. The 15 that start on the ballot, they take it down to 10, and then it's a thumbs-up or a thumbs-down on, on those 10 guys to get to five, and you, you need 80% thumbs-up to be one of those final five guys, Leroy, for the first time ever last year, as he just mentioned, went, uh, made it from, from that round of 15 down to 10. We'll get into this here in a little bit, Leroy, but it, it, it to me, at least Leroy, and I don't know how you feel about this. Everybody on the ballot's obviously a remarkable player. You, they, they wouldn't yeah, be in this yeah. final 15 if, if, if that yeah. wasn't the case, but, yeah. but we, we, you know, last year we had guys like Charles Woodson and, and Peyton Manning, you know, slam dunk, candidates i i don't know that that's the case this year Did, does that give you a feeling of, of maybe greater optimism that you can make it from that round to 10 down to five and, and be one of the last guys standing it really does especially when i think about uh making all decade the all decade team guys i always thought that was a big deal i remember lee remo 
uh, sitting next to me and um, he was like, you made all decade. And I really didn't know what that meant at the time because you're still playing. And he said, well, that means you may have a chance at the Hall of Fame. So, and I've been eligible for a long time. So I'm thinking that I looked at the list and all the guys were all decade in my era or in, if you were first team all decade, and I'd be the last one to get in. I said, maybe that. And then I started thinking about it. They made a run on all the safeties that Rob talked about, the Troy Palomaras, the Atwater. So I said, as long as they keep talking safeties, I'm going to have a chance. And, and then it was like this year, when I looked at the 15 finalists, I'm really the only safety. I know Rondé Barrett played both of them. Then I was thinking about, well, I think I may have an opportunity. And if I think for the most part, if they're thinking about, you know, all decade, because as you point out, everybody got all these great accolades, but at some point I know they want to get all these receivers in because they're getting a lot of jam too. And some of these receivers got over a thousand yards. And one of my biggest, uh, real quick story, guys, Isaac Bruce is one of the guys, uh, it's two, well, actually three, but a ton of them, but hmm. Chris Carter is one of my favorites, obviously, Jerry Rice. But Isaac Bruce, to me, I thought ran the best routes in the history of the NFL. The guy was really better routes than everybody. So I remember me and him was on the stage in Miami, and I was looking at his stats. I was like, wait a minute. This guy has these kind of stats, and you're still, you should have been in a long time ago. And he said the same thing about me. But when I looked at him, I said to myself, he got to go in because uh, they got to let some of these wide receivers get in and he was able to get in and we kind of talked about it so when it comes down to rob i don't know what they go by i just you know pete doherty had to present a case because i think you remember a long time ago kramer and dave robinson all these guys had to wait because they said too many packers in from the 60s and when you think about the 90s you think about brett Favre, obviously uh reggie white and you think about ron wolf and you think, well, that's it from that era, but it's not. It's one more guy left, actually, two with Mike Holmgren. <laughs> so I just hope that they, they understand that the safety position, as long as that keeps coming up in discussions, then I'll be in uh, in no time, I think. Leroy, I would make a case that your 96 team, which was obviously the Super Bowl championship team, is the best football team we've seen in the last 25 years in the league. You were first in, in offense. You were first in defense. Yeah. You outscored people 456 to 210. I mean, guys, think about that. More than two to one, 456 to 210. You know, this year's Packer team, for example, outscored people by about 70 points. You outscored them by 230. That's you know, ridiculous, isn't it? 46, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. an insane number. Leroy, it's probably the best football team we've seen since Dallas won back-to-back in the early 90s. And, and to your point just a second ago, to only have Brett in from that team and Reggie in from that team just doesn't seem like enough, does it? I mean, because I, I used to say this to the people when I saw uh, Woodson go in. I know he went in the ring of honor up in the um, in the stadium in Lambeau Field, and which I think is remarkable when you can do that. But the reason mine, if that happens guys would be a big deal for me because all of my years were with the Packers. So it would read like 
1990 to 2001, that makes a big deal to me. It really does. Cause I stayed with one team and it, there's no arguing over fan bases. It's just one fan base. When I also think about Fred Sherman, when he came in, you know, about, he said, I'm gonna need you to cover tight ends and third wide receivers. I say, great. That'll kind of separate me from other safeties. And yeah. I remember Ray Rhodes was like, well, I want you to go after the quarterback. I was like, okay, because when they drafted Terrell Buckley, he moved me to safety. So it was Ray Rhodes' idea to do this. I remember that phone call. I think, well, I know I told Gary about it, uh, but Rob, I remember telling you when we did our book, we did our book together. When Ray Rose called me, guys, I didn't know what he wanted. I really didn't, because Ray Rose was like almost like a a father figure, a brother, an uncle. He's just the nicest guy, a parent. I just, he didn't seem like a coach to me. I, I mean, I just love the guy. He had this idea. He said, we're going to draft Terrell Buckley with the fifth pick, your buddy at Florida State. He, he said, told okay. me this before the draft? Yes. I mean, they, this wow. was a conversation when he found this out that Buckley may be there. Uh, I think we got him number five, I think. Yeah, yeah somewhere in that area. Book. Yeah. Yeah, so this may happen. So let me get out in front of it and let Leroy know that I want him to move from corner to safety because I wasn't fast enough to play corner anyway, full disclosure. <laughs> but he had this whole genius way of – he didn't know how I was going to take it. So he had, had this whole thing in his mind for me to buy in. So he said, listen, you'll get a chance to cover – no, hit, run, and cover. But you'll be able to blitz. And at the time, I'm thinking, okay. So when he put that, everything was transitioning into safety, then Mike Holmgren, you know, kind of took it to another level. Ray goes to be, uh, I think, coach in Philly, I think, or something. And then Fritz came in, and he took that game plan. What Ray wanted me to do, and I applaud Fritz, rest in peace to him, guys, because he didn't kind of change anything. He said, oh, this works. We don't have to have a safety. We can have a safety 200 pounds. It works for me. You can just cover big tight ends, stay between the ball and the tight end. You'll be able to go out to the quarterback. And I remember Lee Rimmel, who I love. Great guy. Great he guy. It, he said, hey, man, you're the first guy to ever get 20 sacks and 20 interceptions. And wow. I was like, okay, yes, that works. He said, no, no, that's pretty good. It's okay. He said, because nobody's really doing both. Either safety was getting a lot of interceptions, no sacks, or if a guy was getting a lot of sacks, no interception. You're kind of doing both. And I remember he was saying, and I fell short of it, he said, you'll be one of the first guys, 40 picks, 20 interceptions. That's good stuff. And I remember I missed out on the Pro Bowl real quick. And he said, don't worry about the Pro Bowl. You'll make all pro. That's how you get in the Hall of Fame. I think that was 1997. And I, I didn't, I thought Pro Bowl was the big deal. But he said, no, no, no. All pro. Yeah. And when I yeah. got four of those, he said, now you, he said, you're separating yourself. And then I made all decades. So Lee Rimmel, I missed him, man. He was, he, he actually taught me how to deal with you guys, by the way. 
Yeah. He <laughs> That's told a me, daunting man. task. <laughs> <laughs> he just told me, he said, Leroy, just be professional, but it's okay to have friends in the media, but just be the same way with all of them on and off the record. Wow. Great advice. Great advice. He said, just be, I mean, because I don't know everything about the Bucks, but I know if I call Gary, he's going to tell me the truth. <laughs> Well, know, I appreciate it, that. <laughs> yeah, the only reason why I did a book with Rob because Rob keeps it 100. You got to know where a guy's coming from if you want to be around him. And Lee Rimmer taught me to be that way. Whether you like it or not, this is where I am. And he, Lee talked to me more about the Hall of Fame than anybody in the last few years of my career. Oh, great guy. Nobody knew about it. Nobody knew he would just sit there and talk to me about it. He said, you're going to have a chance. He said, I don't know how long it'll take, but what you're doing should be noticed. And he said, you may get overshadowed by Reggie, Brett. He said, but you just be the same way and everything will work out. So I just trusted and believed what he was saying was true. Oh, that's a great story. Gary, let me go over a couple numbers real quick, if, if you don't mind. Um, Leroy was touching on his stats for a second. Let's get into those real quick. 38 career interceptions, 20 and a half sacks. So the, when, when, when he said the 20 and 20, you, you, you certainly eclipsed those and then some, Leroy, and, and three touchdowns uh, along the way. I think two fumble recoveries for scores, and you had the one pick for a score. Leroy, do I remember that right? Was that pick for a touchdown, that, that 96 game against San Diego when you, when you jumped that wheel route to Fletcher? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll never forget that play. That play was something else. Um, yeah, I'll never forget that play either. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the the ex Badger Terrell Fletcher running a run, running a wheel route out of the backfield, and Leroy knew knew the play. I think. And then just to mention the all decade stuff, guys, that Leroy was touching on. Every member of the all decade team from the seventies, eighties, and nineties is in the Hall of Fame right now, except Leroy. And now hopefully that's we're, we're, we're singing a different song here in a month. Um, but, but the way it sits now uh, he he's kind of the last one standing from that group. And, and hopefully that will uh, take care of itself here uh, with, with the voting process coming up here in, 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 in a few weeks. Um, Leroy, I I'm curious, you know, are, are you nervous about this? Do, do you think about it a lot? Do you, I mean, is, is it something that kind of weighs on you or is it just kind of in the background? Well, it's a lot of anxiety because, but my grandmother used to tell me and my mom, never worry about stuff you can't control. Exactly. But it's hard. It really is hard because everywhere you go, and I'm the only Packer that's, you know, the next one to pretty much go in. So the whole entire fan base is like anticipating this happen. That gives you a little bit of anxiety, but I also understand too that a lot of guys won't be in my position. So I have to enjoy and be patient. So I think over 16 years is a long time. But and when I hear about the all decade being the only guy not in, it almost gets a little embarrassing, to be honest with you, that over the years, I probably should have already been in. But, you know, it is what it is at this point. So if I can't really control it. But for some reason this year, I'm feeling a little bit more anxiety than the other two years. Uh, the other two years, I was just glad to be there. But Leroy, think of uh, Tony Baselli. <laughs> yeah, 
I know. What, what, what's he been a five-time finalist, if I'm not mistaken? I think close to six. Six, maybe. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you, you, yeah. you know, I, I saw Baselli play and I thought he was a lock to get in first, you know, first ballot even, you know, but no uh, question. you know, you, you can't figure out the voting sometimes. It's kind of. Oh, glad, Gary, I'm glad you brought him up. Well, me and him, like, we like best friends. Is that right? Yes. Cause when he, he had got sick early in the pandemic, it was all as if a family member was sick. So I called him and his wife, and and they had a great recovery. And he's in the media, and that guy was amazing. He was amazing. He was I on mean, the expansion team. I mean, he was their first overall pick, and they were very good when he was there. I don't think the guys I've ever seen him give up a sack. I'm sure he right, had. Right, right. He, he was great. Hall of Famer, no doubt. You know, uh, before we get too far along here, I, I want to list the other people that are finalists. Uh, one is Jared Allen. Another is Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Devin Hester, Tori Holt, uh, which is going to be an interesting situation there. Andre Johnson, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, and Bryant Young. And I'll, I'll tell you what, those are some pretty darn good players. As it should be. Absolutely. Was, Absolutely. Especially at receiver. I mean, Torrey Holt, man, that guy was a, the greatest show on turf. I mean, the guy it, was amazing. It, it, do you, out of this group, Leroy, outside of yourself, mm. who do you think is like to, to you a no-brainer? Is there a guy that really made an impression on you as a player that well, uh, he should be yeah. in? Well, Baselli, but I mean, that's it. Yeah. Baselli, I mean, that goes without saying, but Holt was very good. And I think Devin Hester, to me, when a person can avoid you, when they can avoid you and you still hurt them, that's to me is a Hall of Famer. Cause they can kick it away from him. They can squib it, but every time they kicked it to the guy, it seemed like he always scored. So that would be fun. I, I'll be happy for DeMarcus Ware because the guy was in Dallas and went to Denver and still played at a high clip. I think he got like 138 sacks. I, I mean, that's just truly amazing. And, and, and Andre Johnson, I mean, this guy went to the Texans and put up huge numbers. Matter of fact, I used to have him on my fantasy team. This guy put up amazing numbers. I mean, so those guys, any of those guys, and, and, and probably the last guy, Sam Mills to me, man, because Sam Mills proved you don't have to be this big guy to play linebacker. Uh, even Zach Thomas. These guys are for those guys to make it would be amazing because it'll show kids, you don't have to be 6'3", 250. And you don't have to run a 4-3 to make it. So those guys, I think, will be the other four guys, the rest of those other four spots. But I'm going to put myself in, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. Roy, one, one thing we talk about a lot, and, and, and rightfully so, you should put yourself in yeah. those, those five guys. But – you know, what, one thing we talk about a lot is is dominating your position for a, for a certain amount of years. Yeah. And I would certainly say, you know, a year or two into your move to safety throughout the mid-90s, 
there's no question you you played that position as as high of a level as anybody really in, in the league and then and then some can you take us through just a little bit what that transition was like from corner to safety and then when it really clicked I mean because I think oh, back to that night I think back to that 97 Super Bowl De- Denver's entire offensive game plan was avoiding you they weren't the only ones Leroy I mean Re- Re- Reggie got all the headlines with the sacks and and this and that and I mean obviously he's an all-time great not taking anything away from him, but I, I think you were every bit as vital to that defense as Reggie was. Yeah, I think one of the things that LaDainian Thomason that was very flattering, something he said on the show, that he talked about the leadership. I've always been a great leader because I was always a good follower. I always followed Reggie and learned how to be a leader. So when he left, I was able to capture that and still lead the team. But it, it just, to me, in my whole life, I mean, I always – you know, African-American and the project, single family home, special needs department, couldn't read, every poverty. My first new shirt wasn't purchased from a store. It was at the Salvation Army. I mean, I don't know how I made it out of the projects. I really don't know, but it was one of the worst projects ever. It just seemed like God always gave me this ability to just focus on um, the positive and don't let the, ne- the negative bother me. And I look at my life, and I'm thinking, how did this happen? It was always as if God was navigating me through these waters. Ah. And when I got the phone call to change positions, as I talked about before, I didn't know how it was going to go. I just bought into my coaches. These guys put in 19-hour day. They were going to show me how to get to that next level. And then after a while, it was up to me. And I just remember, I, I remember having this conversation with, I think, Shannon Sharp. I said, every tight end I cover is bigger than me. And I'm thinking, in every third wide receiver in the slot is faster than me. And every defensive lineman that I'm going up against, I'm trying to blitz, is bigger than me. Maybe it's some, it's not, it may not be anything to the height, weight, and all that kind of stuff. But I used to walk by the weight room and see guys in there lifting. They got like muscles I never even know you had. <laughs> But none of those guys are on the Pro Bowl. When I used to go to these gyms, none of these guys are, like, doing the stuff I'm doing because I wanted to take the ability I had and be the smartest guy on the field that my teammates can rely upon me. And I think that really puts me in that position because I really didn't know my last All-Pro. I didn't know I made it because I thought you had to have all these gaudy numbers, but it was a reputation. The one Rob is talking about helps you get that all pro. Yeah. And I said, okay. But I think when it really, I'm going to tell you when it, I really felt the ability to be a top player, we were out West playing the chargers. And I think Stan Humphreys was the quarterback. Sure. And he threw a, a slant and go to one of the receivers and the guy was open, and we was playing quarters, and I think the corner fell. Or I can't remember. He was open. And I ran over there, and I intercepted it. And when I picked it up, I remember one of the coaches after the game said, man, we thought we had you on that play. We've been practicing that play all <laughs> week. And we kept saying he's too slow to get there. And that's why I say football speed is different from clock speed. And I said, man, you know what? I can really play this game. Another play real quick was we were playing the Bears. They did like a flea flicker. A guy would run, 
into the line and running back and pitch it back to the quarterback and try to throw a bomb. And again, the guy was open. And I said, anytime they do handoffs behind the line of scrimmage, uh, my coaches, Coach Bobby Bowden, mainly rest in peace, something is up if they're doing that. And I kept running. I picked it off at the one-yard line. The next play, Brett Favre hit Robert Brooks on the slant and go to score. So it was like a 14-play turnaround. And that's sure. when I said, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm pretty good in this game because I'm I'm sim- just like instincts is helping me make plays. You bring up a good point. I mean, there's a lot of physically gifted players, but a lot of times what differentiates the good players from the great players is instinct and competitiveness, if you can take it to the next level. I mean, if you look at all the great athletes, their competitiveness was off the charts. Yes. You know? yeah. and, and, and that's the way you were, too. You are ultra-competitive. Yeah, I learned that from my mom. I mean, because she said, listen, you – you're in a wheelchair, so no kid is going to ask you to sleep over. So you're not going to have a lot of friends. You, so you got to like position yourself to be a, a, a good person, good sense of humor, um, and you know be saved. And you know she said you could be a religious guy, a good Christian, and be goofy. You know you you could be a normal guy. Yeah. So she said you got to do all of this. To make people say, you know what, he's not real fan, but I like him. I mean, I don't have to choose him to be on my kickball team, but he's a nice guy. I don't have to choose him to sleep over to go swimming, but he's a nice guy. And she wanted me to be different, to be approachable. Yeah. And that's how you are on the field. And when they, I remember we got Eugene Robinson. Rob, I remember this. When we signed Eugene Robinson, oh, LeRoy's going to be upset. Oh, he's not going to be the top safety. I went over and hugged Eugene Robinson so <laughs> tight. And he said, what's good? I said, now I don't have to play cover two anymore. I can go to the line of scrimmage and let you get all the interceptions. I want to get sacks and interceptions. So it was a great – it was just great. Because I didn't want him to think he's coming here. It was going to be awkward in the meeting room. So I just, I loved when Eugene Robinson came there. And that's what I kind of, I just learned to have these kind of instincts on and off the field. Well, that's just what happened in, in, in 96. I, I think you, I think you were second on the team that year in sacks, weren't you? It was six and a half or seven. Yep. Yep. Right behind, right behind Reggie, because that, that was the year, obviously Eugene came and, and you were allowed to freelance a lot more at the line. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I, I'm just curious, Roy, you what are your thoughts on this? If, if if you guys beat Denver in Super Bowl 32, are we even having this conversation today or are you already in? I think that's a good point. I really do think that's a good point because Mike, Shan- Mike Shanahan said the whole game for him and John Elway and Kubiak, we got to get Leroy out of the box. He's wreaking havoc. So we got to plan just for him to move him around He'll follow Shannon Sharp. So Shannon Sharp, get him out, take him out wide, and we can do our damage. If we were to win that game and he stepped to a podium and say that, right? and if we won that game, that will be back-to-back Super Bowls, and a head coach is saying that you pretty much just, you know, just destroy what they wanted to do, yeah, I think I'd already be in for sure. Hey, uh, Leroy, I got to ask you, have you ever been to Canton, Ohio? I went there once with uh, when Brett Favre went in. Okay. 
Well, Brett Favre went in. He invited all the guys that went there to just kind of see how it was. And it's a lot of history there, I, I tell you that. Yeah, you know, I've been there a few times, and uh, the latest being when Jerry Kramer was inducted. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a special place. I have been to every sports hall of fame in the United States and Canada. Nothing yep. compares to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I mean, it, it's just incredible. And there's only a few guys that are in there out of all the Hall of Fames. I mean, think about it. We're talking about five people going in and maybe two, Cliff Branch and Dick Vermeil, maybe seven. I mean, every year five guys goes in. Yeah. And it's not a lot of until they change the rules and expand well, it. That, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, you, you look at other sports and they really don't do that. And I, I'm surprised that football keeps it to five. Because you look at me too. me too, me too. I mean, it's not like a, a five man starting lineup like the NBA or a nine man starting lineup like Major League Baseball. Right. You got 22 starters out there, plus your, your kicker and punter, which is a rarity to get into the Hall of Fame. But nevertheless, 22 guys, it, it, it's a bigger number, obviously. Oh, I agree, Gary. That's something we always talked about. They need to expand it, maybe two or three more players but i guess they want to make it hard which is yeah. it still be hard to make it but every year a guy if he doesn't get in um it is a long time to wait you know like dave robinson waited 40 years or something oh, like that. man it's a long time this guy was all decade and two decades all these i mean he got all these accolades yes there well so Leroy, I, I gotta tell you do you remember steve wasniewski oh yeah okay oh, yeah Get this. He was an eight-time Pro Bowl selection. Eight times. You, you think he'd be at least a lot, pretty close to a lock at some point, right? He no has question. never even been a finalist. Wow. <laughs> Do you believe that? Yeah, I just... Uh, I, I mean, I it's, it's unbelievable how this stuff works, you know? Yeah, that's what I was saying with these receivers, you know, having a thousand catches. I think you, I think you definitely should have a... Yeah. be a finalist or something but because but it's because there's no really measuring thing how they do it but i think now though over the last five years who's ever been waiting the longest usually gets in it seems like just to clean up some of these positions yeah yeah i know yeah. that's that came up with lynch you know because he was like a eight-time finalist is that what it was yeah 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 something like that just put the guy in already because i knew i wasn't gonna get in over him because i think my first year I'd have got in over Atwater and him if it went by stats, because my stats were better. But they had been waiting longer, so they put them in. Now Mr. Baker is retired, and I think uh, Jim Porter is the new guy, I think. Uh -huh. So I don't know. Maybe they can go back and let more players vote us. I don't know, but. Yeah, yeah. Sooner or later. So it'll, Roy, it'll I, Roy, I think right now the only ones with longer waits than you in the, in the final 15 are, are Baselli and Seymour, right? Right, right. So that that bodes well. It's it's interesting. You you mentioned you were down there for Favre's, and I was down there too. And and I remember bumping into you. What what really stood out to me about that weekend, Leroy, when when Brett went in, mm -hmm. is everywhere I turned, I saw an ex-Packer, a, a backup lineman, a long snapper, a, a holder, a kicker. It didn't matter. And that and that to me spoke of Brett's popularity. That so many guys he played with showed up and and obviously as you know you know half the state of wisconsin went down to canton for that as well oh yeah I, 
Leroy, I have a hunch it's going to be very similar if and when you get in here, you know, on, on, on this round. Because your, your popularity in that locker room was immense. Um, Ron Wolf has spoken about this many times, that you were every bit the leader Reggie was. Again, Reggie got so much credit, but I, I think it was a two-tiered monster up top. It was you and Reggie. Yeah. And, and again, you've stayed around the state. Your popularity is immense through the state of Wisconsin. And I think the fan base can't wait for this. And, and if, if you are in Canton here, you know, in a few weeks when, when this voting process is done, Rob's going to buy I the first hunch, round. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have a hunch half the state's going to already start making vacation plans. So. Yeah. It's, it's fancy. You bring that up. You touched on some, I never told anybody, but a few people, if you could probably read through what I've been saying, subliminals, if it does happen, I'm going to, the, the roster from the Super Bowl 31 team will be out front. I'm just going to thank those guys because without those guys, yep. there is no Leroy Butler. And of course, and the next will be the fans, the fan base second to none. I mean, so it'd be like the, the fan base got in or my teammates. And if I had time, I would read every name on that roster who beat the Patriots and then all my other teammates who ever played with me who contributed to it because that's the only reason. And I don't know if most guys do that when they get in, they, I think they thank their teammates as they should, but to call out some names that people may not know, you know, yeah, yeah. Shannon Cavell's types, you know, those exactly Don Beebe and all these guys who were just, fantastic and helping me get to this particular and the coaches as well so i'm definitely i'll touch on that well i'll tell you what guys uh we are coming down the stretch here we got like about a minute left uh anybody want to throw in a final thought before we uh call it a wrap well why don't we let our special guest do that gary oh well thank you first of all i want to thank you guys for inviting me you know i look up to both of you gary you know, Florida State and all that is, I mean, that's that's amazing. Rob, we did the uh, book together, and and I, me and Gary go way back because, again, we're talking bucks and stuff like that and being in and around racing. I can see him every now and then. <laughs> exactly. I, I just, you know, I started at uh, Lee Baca, and I, uh, I work with Pick and Save. I do Butler versus Bullying, and – I love the state of Wisconsin. I mean, I, I'm from Florida, which I visit Florida all the time, but I, I'm basically a Wisconsin person. And I love it here because the fans are fantastic and they support me and I support them. Okay. So if this does happen, we definitely got to do a part two. Exactly. Yes, we do. All right. No doubt. I look forward to that. Well, well, gentlemen, I'll tell you what, it was, it was a real blast. Time flew by. Leroy, thank you so much for uh, stopping by and, I can safely say on behalf of Rob, we, we wish you the best of luck. And, uh, you know, if it doesn't come this year, you know, it's coming. It's just a matter of time. No question. Yep. God is good. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. Thanks, Leroy. And thank Bye-bye. you to all our listeners. Take care and we'll see you next week. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Wuffle and Wuffle's Press Box.com. <laughs>